The Living Traditions Festival is back Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th at Washington Square Park in downtown Salt Lake City. You will find a global food court, live music, performances, art, workshops, Bohemian Brewery, and stuff for kids. Full disclosure, this is my favorite Salt Lake Festival. For details and to see the full program, visit livingtraditionsfestival.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. NBA All-Star Weekend kicks off tonight and our beloved city will be on the world stage, which raises three big questions for me. One, can we handle it? Two, who is this for? And three, how can I have fun for under $50? It's Thursday, February 16th, 2023. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Andy Larson, jazz beat reporter for the Salt Lake Tribune. Welcome back to CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for having me. As always, love being on the CityCast. Big week for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm legit actually super excited. Like, you know, it's there's kind of like some eye rolling around like NBA all-star stuff. And I get it because it's like for the fancy people and not everyone in Salt Lake has the $1,500 necessary to go to the All-Star game. But, like, there's so much random other stuff that's happening around Salt Lake City. And, you know, the last time we had one of these was 30 years ago. So, like, it feels like a good, I don't know, something to take advantage of, at least when it's a once-in-a-generation kind of thing, right? Yeah, completely. Let's start by talking about Ryan Smith. Billionaire jazz owners Ryan and Ashley Smith gave a press conference this week ahead of NBA All-Star Weekend in which they pitch their vision for Utah on the world stage. What is that vision? Their vision is they want kids to think that Utah is cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, yeah. that's that's it. And so I think, like, some of that is their tech summit stuff. Like, hey, Utah is, you know, Silicon Slopes. Utah is, like, the second or third coolest place for tech in the world and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> A whole lot of it, honestly, is like getting players to stick around for the All-Star game, getting celebrities to come to the All-Star game and kind of the, the like skiing and marketing and, you know, Nike and Adidas are throwing parties here and all of that. But clearly, like Ryan is trying to overcome the Utah stereotypes and show the world that you can have a good time in Salt Lake City. And, you know, to some extent, like he wants to kind of change the next generation's point of view on it, too. Are you anxious about that? Like, do you think the world is going to have a good time in Salt Lake City? I think so. But like, there's also a lot of ways it can go wrong. You know, uh -huh. OK, I think there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. And I think there's going to be a lot of corny stuff. Right. And like, <laughs> yeah. that's such a fine line, <laughs> uh, you know, but like, you know, so the celebrity game, for example, has legit celebrities like Janelle Monae. That's awesome. And then also has, you know, non-legit celebrities <laughs> and could be extremely corny. And I think like the whole weekend can be that, you know, it, it, I've been to two of these in other places. I've been to Charlotte. I've been to Los Angeles when they had the all-star games there. And like in Charlotte, it was extremely cool because it was like the center of the world, right? Like Charlotte's a pretty small city. And so like you can, it, it really kind of took over downtown in a real way. And I think this all-star game will be like that. It seems like in a lot of ways, and even just with the team that they're building itself, the jazz team that they're building itself, the Smiths are playing the long game. Do you think that 
hosting this All-Star Weekend has a positive impact on the long game they're playing? Or is it going to kind of just be a, a wisp? They're hoping that it has a long-term impact, right? Like, they really think that this can be, like, a transformational event. And, like, in a couple ways that, you know, just kind of, like, people watching the game, sure. But they also kind of think that it can have, like, a trickle-down effect. I am interested in this idea that, like, billionaires giveth and billionaires taketh away when it comes to sports in our city. Of course, we've seen their influence on neighborhoods like Ballpark, where the Millers recently announced that they're packing up the Salt Lake Bees to daybreak. When we're talking about sports teams and their impact or their influence on communities, what kind of say does the public have? Like, Or are we just kind of at the whim of these owners? Truth be told, we're mostly at the whim of the owners. And I think if you you ask the billionaires that question, they would probably disagree. But like, look, just objectively, like, yeah, the Millers could you just move the ballpark a team, you know, the, the bees or, you know, had, baseball had been played at that site at 13 South West Temple for literally 100 years. And they can just be like, yeah, well, we bought Daybreak and we want to move it. So, you know, it just is like, well, that sucks. Even kind of smaller things like, you know, for All-Star Weekend, there's a pop-up liquor store in the Salt Palace. You know, why does it take a big sports event coming to make reasonable liquor laws in our city, you know? Yeah, to a very real extent, yeah, Ryan and Ashley Smith and the Millers and, and all these different billionaires have different access and have different levers that they can push than the rest of us in, in terms of changing our community. And, you know, some of that is because they are, you know, pillars of our community and control jobs or whatever else. But I do think, like, some of it is outsized and, and not necessarily fair for the little guy. Yeah, I, you know, I think totally like so much of this is kind of unelected stuff or kind of behind the scenes politics where, you know, a, a billionaire or a team owner knows the right people. And again, the levers get pressed in a way that, you know, there is tax funding for All-Star Weekend and things like that. Yeah. And I think one of the things that makes it so fascinating to me is like the fact that, I mean, you laid out at the top here that it seems like Ryan Smith's sort of philosophy is we want people to think we're cool. And walking into any scenario where you have access to massive levers and like that is sort of what you're after is just kind of makes us all feel like we're holding on to the end of the tail. Yeah, no, I think that's right. Like, you know, last year we had free fair February, right? Where every, every it was free for everyone all the time. And now we get free fair 10 days of All-Star because people are coming into our city. And, you know, like I want to make a good impression. And I think, you know, free fair forever should probably be a thing. But, you know, that we are kind of picking and choosing the spots that, you know, work best for our, our billionaire owners rather than for kind of our society as a whole and, you know, kind of Utahns in general, I think is, is a completely fair criticism and something, you know, we can, we can definitely like talk about, think about and hate on. Whenever posture comes up in conversation, we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back. Did you do it just now? I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patients, and after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander Technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. 
Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons. Maybe it's walking the dog. Visit embodiedpatients.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention. Spring is when leases expire, and if you're looking for a new or better apartment situation, here's the scoop at Ico Fort Union. Fort Union is Ico's newest build in Cottonwood Heights off 1300 East and 6720 South. And as they say in real estate, location, location, location. Ico Fort Union puts you 10 minutes from the mouth of Big Cottonwood Canyon and central to all the Fort Union shops and restaurants. But the complex is located on a dead-end street, so you get peace. Ico Fort Union offers studio, one, two, and three-bedroom apartment homes, plus these very cool three-bedroom work-live apartments. So if you're starting something new, you can live above your business space. Amenities include a pet spa, a spin loft, a bike hub, and EV charging stations. And they are signing leases right now. So visit liveatfortunion.com for a tour. To be clear, like, I'm excited for this weekend. I have tickets to the celebrity game. Like, I love the chaos of a celebrity basketball game. Like, I'm all in. You know <laughs> what I mean? But at the same time, like, this is happening in the middle of the legislative session. We're talking about people who have access to the levers. The NBA almost didn't bring the All-Star game here because of last year's bill that targeted trans kids in particular, whether or not they could play sports, trans girls. And then in the end, they are doing it anyways, right? Like, it didn't seem to really have teeth. And you cover the NBA for a living, so I wonder, like, do you have any insight into why they came to that decision in the end? Like, why not use the muscle? So the the official kind of rationale on why the NBA is keeping the All-Star game here rather than, you know, in Charlotte, they delayed it or moved it until the HB1 down there was repealed. And the the North Carolina bills dealt with trans adults and kind of limited their rights. And these bills deal with trans children. And in particular, the NBA has obviously multiple trans employees, uh, adult employees who would have been affected by the North Carolina legislation, but their employees are not affected by the Utah legislation. Now, I don't think that's actually really the reason. And I don't really think that, you know, if you ask the trans employees of the NBA that they would be excited about that. You know, really, I think the reason is, is because they got a whole bunch of blowback from conservative, you know, commentators and, and really the conservative fans for, for delaying the all-star game in Charlotte. And, you know, frankly, the NBA bubble, Black Lives Matter things where, you know, like the LeBron James China controversy, they feel that it reduced the shine of their product somewhat. And so I think they're trying to pull back a little bit from politicizing as much as they they did. I think that's probably, you know, the realistic answer. We will ask Adam Silver about it, the, the NBA commissioner at the press conference on Saturday. But like, yeah, you know, certainly there is this influence of political leagues or of, of sports leagues, I should say, into politics. 
And they're kind of trying to figure out how much do they want to press in that. You know, like obviously they want to press for all the benefits. They want to press for stadium financing, financing for events like this, whatever it might be, right? They're kind of waffling on whether or not they actually want to make an impact uh, on some of these like human rights stuff that that is controversial to, you know, certainly like a lot of Utahns. Like there's, I, you know, obviously I think the trans bill is is awful, but a majority of Utahns, according to a Deseret News poll, supported it, right? I think it's 55%. So they're trying not to turn off those fans because they want to make money off of them. Um, you know, the Michael Jordan quote is, Republicans buy sneakers too, right? And that's really, you know, I think part of the calculus here. Sure, but I see that Michael Jordan quote and I raise you, and I took that personally. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also a Michael Jordan quote. And also, you don't march into Utah and start quoting Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know? Right. I mean, look, they're... Don't you know? He pushed off. Smart enough not to say that in public, right? Like, they're <laughs> going to they're gonna say whatever they say. But, like, it is it is definitely the feel here is that they're trying to be avoiding that the political side of things. And by the way, like, I had a conversation with Ryan Smith about this, like, I don't know, three weeks, four weeks ago, something like that. I think he is and like the Jazz are like trying to go behind the scenes and and make changes. They played a big role last year in killing the the trans sports bill or at least having Spencer Cox uh, veto it. And in kind of having those conversations with Ryan, he felt that like, oh, I didn't realize that the, you know, representatives from all these states he said, you know, in many ways, they're it's like they're from Mars, you know, and it's like, no, those are actually the people who, you know, the, the people of Vernal voted for or, you know, uh, I believe Trevor Lee's, you know, it represents Layton, the, the Layton, Utah folks voted Trevor Lee in. Right. Like these are real representatives of real people who live out there. And just because they're kind of different than the Silicon Slopes or Silicon Valley kind of land thinking doesn't mean that they don't represent the opinion of Utahns. And it's like, they're not from Mars, they're from Utah. And that's kind of where we get into the, like, the conversation of, okay, what is the image of Utah that we're trying to present versus what does Utah actually electorally want, right? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because um, famously, one of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake, Lisa Barlow, coined this term Mormon 2.0 because <laughs> she is active LDS, but she owns a tequila company. And so that's how she like – that's the personal brand that she's kind of building is Mormon 2.0. And I often think about Ryan Smith as being kind of like Mormon 2.0. And I'm like, is this NBA All-Star Weekend or is this Ryan Smith's Mormon 2.0 All-Star Weekend? Like this kind of feels like – it feels more and more as we inch closer to it, like it's his party. And yeah. I don't know. I'm, I think that is very much the reason that, you're, that we're landing on this idea that things could either be extremely cool or extremely corny. <laughs> <laughs> and like there's just going to be so many events that are both, right? Look, there's no doubt about it. And like Ryan Smith is a corny personality. Like I, I think that's fair. Like I think even like among billionaires, he's actually like one of the cooler billionaires. And yet billionaires <laughs> are still extremely corny. And Ryan is like so eager to be out there and like proselytize the Utah message, if you will. Right. Well, I mean, I got tickets to the celebrity game presented by Ruffles because they were like thirty five dollars and they mm-hmm. still are, by the way, listeners, you can go. There are like tons of resale tickets available for this celebrity game. And it's at Huntsman. So there's like no bad seat. But tickets to the all star game start at like fourteen hundred dollars for nosebleeds. And so the thing I'm trying to figure out is like, who is this weekend for? Yeah, I mean, they are trying to pitch it to everyone. Right. So like 
with the the tickets to the All Star Game, like essentially those are so limited because they give over half of them to sponsors, to players, families, to NBA executives, to media, to you know they honestly cut out part of the lower bolt so they can put a stage out there so whoever is playing during the halftime show can play like. So you, you've got kind of Vivian Arena, normally at 18,000 seats, goes down to 14,000, and then they sell over half of those, just give those away to all those various sponsors and kind of important people, right? VIPs. Like, really, you don't need to sell that many $1,500 tickets, and that's why they can sell them for $1,500. Although I should point out that they just dropped the price on some of them to $700, so that tells me that, you know, they haven't sold out yet. My God, every time I open my Instagram page, I'm getting an ad asking me if I want to buy tickets to the all-star game and i'm like who is this ad for (laughs) i thought like instagram you knew better about my like disposable income i don't have yeah i I keep getting instagram ads for tall men like if you are six five and above these clothes will fit you great i'm like you should know better you have pictures of me i'm not six five i'm sorry (laughs) it's because you're always with the jazz (laughs) okay so there have been some write-ups and you had one that's like Look, you don't have to spend a million dollars to have fun this weekend. If I want to participate in All-Star Weekend, I've got a little FOMO, but I only want to spend like 50 bucks. What do you recommend that I do? How do I go about it? Honestly, I think there's a bunch of cheap stuff to check out. So I would legit walk around downtown. At the Galvin Center, they're doing this thing called Central where they've got... Uh, musicians playing. They've turned a whole bunch of shipping containers into art galleries. They've got some sculptures and food trucks out there. That'll be going on all weekend. At the Gateway, they have a ton of like pop-up stuff. There's a free watch party for All-Star Saturday and All-Star Sunday at the Gateway from 5 to 9 o'clock on Saturday and Sunday. There's some pop-up stores. Under Armour's got like a pop-up court where you can pretend to be Steph Curry or whatever. There's the Rail Jam, the Grit Rail Jam, which is like a snowboarding contest on Friday and Saturday afternoon. And all these companies are basically okay. like going to have like all this pop-up stuff where they try to sell you on stuff. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to pay anything. You can just like walk around downtown and see what's going on. Yeah, just people watch. Just people watch. I legit. Oh, and then I would say like the other like cheap stuff cuz you mentioned like you have a $50 budget or whatever. Like there's the G League game where you can see like who's going to be the num- the number 2 pick in the draft next year, Scoot Henderson, he's really good. HBCU Classic, the celebrity game you mentioned, the All-Star practice is 50 bucks. They're doing this thing called NBA Crossover at the Salt Palace, which is basically like imagine a, a home show for the NBA, like or like a fan X kind of thing for the NBA. Tickets for that are 40 bucks. But like, yeah, you can go in and like get your picture with an old NBA player and you can go on and shoot some hoops with someone or play in a like pick up three on three tournament or whatever. Like so it's it again, like imagine convention NBA convention essentially. Uh, is crossover at the Salt Palace. So, like, there's kind of all this stuff to do that is either free or 50 bucks. It isn't just for the the Richie Riches. I I think that's fair to say. I want to just quickly touch on the logistics and how this might disrupt Salt Lakers' day-to-day lives. How many people are we actually expecting to be downtown this weekend, Andy? So they're estimating about 100,000. That is a ton. And I think, like, the average Salt Laker is underestimating this event. Like, 
It is yeah. big. You will notice like a huge difference downtown. Your roads are going to be closed and all that. If you're a bartender downtown, you're going to get slammed. It's going to be a little bit crazy. And, you know, that's kind of why it's fun, right? Like, again, once every 30 years, it get kind of slammed like this, or at least for the All-Star game. But yeah, it's uh, like every hotel room is, is pretty much sold out at this point. Like it is, it's pretty bonkers. Things feel so peaceful right now in this moment. I think it's going to hit us like a brick. Yeah. And, and there is like a risk of that. Like, so, gosh, I can't remember where it was like seven or eight years ago. They did the All-Star game in Las Vegas. And it was such a shit show that like they said, we'll never do this ever again. <laughs> so like, <laughs> there is a chance that it goes crazy or something happens or whatever. But like uh, that's that's part of the chaotic fun, too. Salt Lake Tribune, Jazzbeat reporter Andy Larson. I will be watching your Twitter feed very closely this weekend. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Thanks, Allie. Boy, I am really hung up on Andy's note that Salt Lake, a city whose population count is just a tad over 200,000, is about to be rocked by an influx of 100,000. Hold on to your hats, people, and take public transit. On a different note, guess who is singing the national anthem at the All-Star Game? Jewel. Yeah, that's right. It's the NBA meets Lilith Fair. I thought this was a strange choice, but then I learned that our girl Jewel was born to Mormon homesteaders in Payson. So there you go. One very last thing. If you want to go to the celeb game this Friday at Huntsman, like me, there are tons of decent resale tickets right now, like starting at 35 bucks. Bring the grandkids. I dropped a link in the show notes. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow morning with our weekly Friday news roundup. Bye.